It's 11.02 Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from the Martin A. Miller Center for Woke Education and Policy at the University of the South in Sewanee, Tennessee. I'm Matt. And I'm Martin. And now we wait for as long as it takes for Jenny Thomas to finally leave before we come out from under the bed. Just quick fact check. We call it the Weep Center. Oh, yeah. Woke Education and Policy. It's an acronym. Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. So the ma- the ma'am weep weep. The ma'am queep. <laughs> right. Yeah. You at, know. Yeah, at Tuts. That's right. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, um, Martin, I think it's time for positive affirmations. I have okay. one for you. Oh, great. Martin, I hereby affirm your decision to dress like a cartoon character. Your decision to wear the same outfit every day, like Homer Simpson with his closet full of white polo shirts and blue pants, is an excellent way to help drive American consumerism in the direction of economic and and environmental sustainability. Thank you. I honor that affirmation. Thank you. And I have one for you. Matt, like a skillful gardener, You plant and tend to the seeds of your intentions and harvest the fruits of your labor. The landscape of your life is in constant, colorful bloom, and you honor the work of Jesus on the cross. Wow. That's awesome. That you know, I I just had this the biggest smile on my face while you were reading that. Oh, well, thank you. And I honor you. Yeah. Well, I you know, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, this is great. This, we're off to a flying start. Um, now, Gravy and Gravo are two of our, you know, recurring uh, people on the show. Uh, just to be clear, uh, they both behave in different ways based on the same scenarios. And, you know, we, we find that Gravo is, uh, you know, as his uh, French name might suggest, is we find him to be a little bit more, you know, uh, sort of uh, aware, self-aware, and he's uh, a he's a beacon, a lighthouse in stormy seas. Right, right, right. So his behavior, you know, you follow the light, or you know. Get in your Tesla and and engage plaid mode. But I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay, perfect. Um, Gravo has extended the invitation to his house to watch the big game. He has accounted for his guests' tastes in both food and drink. He is extremely gracious with his hospitality and ensures that everyone is comfortable. He patiently waits for all his guests to eat before he does. He has carefully curated music playlists that take into account his guests' tastes and switches to music only during breaks in the game. Gravy is having his friends over to watch the big game. He has accounted for all of his possible desires and has food and drink ranging from jalapeno cheddar ruffles to the newest Papa John's specialty pizza. 
the Philly cheesesteak pizza. During the final minutes of the game, Gravy will either play 1980s TV theme songs or the top hits of Phil Collins. Rest assured, you will see his newest DVD purchases, and he will play his favorite episodes from the Baywatch box set during the game. Obviously, the Baywatch collection is in 4K because you cannot enjoy Baywatch in lower definition. Yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. It's another it's another great lesson, and uh, and you know just gives you our listeners, you know, and us the opportunity to kind of, you know, think about how, uh, you know, the path that we lead, leave behind us in the world. And, uh, you know, um, Baywatch, you know, I can only imagine why someone would want to watch Baywatch. It was the most popular show in the world for a time. Yeah. I wonder what, what made it so popular. What do you think? I never really watched it. Yeah, I didn't either. So, so I, I can I only we, imagine. Yeah, we I, can't. I, there's no way of knowing. Right. Well, it's unknowable. Well, you know, so maybe you know we we should give Gravy a little bit of a break there, since you know, uh, well, not that we're not giving him a break or that he doesn't get breaks, just that you know, uh, you know, maybe he's onto something. But I, I sure do wonder what made Baywatch so popular. I just you know, anyway. Yeah. I. That's for another show, I guess. It is. Probably a two-parter. Yeah. Well, um, what do you think about... Uh, let's get going on the topic for this week, Martin. Oh, sure. So, uh, before we... The topic may need a little bit of an explanation. Right. I'm not sure. Sh- what do you think, Matt? Yeah, it does. I mean, you we, know, we're not all nerds like us out there. No. Well, or even we're not necessarily big enough nerds to really know what it is. Uh, That's true. So we, but we do, we do consider ourselves, you know, the arbiters of, of what people listening to the show, you know, should, should understand. In Uh, a lot of ways, we decide what's on the show. Yeah, right. And when we don't, we, we try as hard as we can to act like we do. That's right. So this is, if you've read the title, you might see this is the D.O.P. Kobayashi Maru special. And I think that middle term, not D.O.P., but Kobayashi Maru might need a little bit of a deep dive here. Uh, so I'll, I'll just tell you the basics. The, uh, Kobayashi Maru is a, uh, a scenario that, uh, that people in the Starfleet Academy which is from Star Trek, when they're training on different scenarios, you know, captaining a starship or interacting with uh, alien life or whatever. Um, the Kobayashi Maru is a uh, very challenging scenario in which typically there is no solution. It's a no-win situation. Is that right, Martin? That's correct. Now, in the history of Starfleet, as far as I know, there's been only one captain that has successfully won the Kobayashi Maru, and I believe that it was Captain Kirk, and really he just reprogrammed it, so he sort of cheated. Yeah, so how, how, what do you mean he won? It's a, I thought it's a no-win situation. Well, he beat it because he, he cheated. Okay, well, did he cheat or did he 
redefined the game by stepping outside of the lines of the accepted lines of play? That's a great question, Matt. Well, maybe that's, you know, what we're going to, we're going to maybe dig into some of that um, uh, Starfleet uh, chow here so that, and by the way, don't think we think that that's cool or Star Trek is cool because we don't. Am I? And I don't know what Starfleet chow is. It's what they eat. Oh, it's okay. Chow is, you know, that's what you call it. So like, yeah, we're going like to dig into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. You know, but not, not dog food. I hope not. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off track. So what Martin and I have done is we've prepared some Kobayashi Maru scenarios for each other. One of them we are aware of ahead of time and we can prepare for if we want to, which let's face it, we, we, we usually don't prepare any more than the very minimum amount. It's more work. Right. And it takes energy away from the finite amount of energy we have in our bodies. That's right. But um, so, and then there's a surprise one. So let, we're going to start with the the known one first. So Martin, if he read yeah, the I'm notes, ready. he saw that first Kobayashi Maru scenario for you, Martin, is thus. You are elected unanimously as head of the Chicago Teachers Union. As a result, you can only come to northern Wisconsin for two weeks per summer. How do you resolve this scenario? And and tell us tell us, you know, what what are you trying to what what's what's your goal here? Well, the end goal obviously is to come up for more than two weeks, because that's insane. Right. Now, I'm coming from the position that I was elected unanimously without ever really entering the race. Okay. So therefore, I feel I have a mandate. Okay. So, like many other great leaders, I will just move the location of the CTU headquarters during the summer, much like great other presidents, George H.W. Bush, would just move the White House maybe up to Kenny Bunkport for the summer. Okay. And, you know, if people don't like it, what are you going to do? I didn't even run. I didn't even throw my hat in the ring, but yet I'm elected and unanimously. So clearly I have a mandate. Uh, there could be some drawbacks, such as it's far from Chicago. They hate unions in Wisconsin. There could be some techno technological issues, but even now, the CTU is still meeting remotely. That we haven't gotten back to in-person meetings. So even built into your scenario, there's another out for me right there. Wow. You know, I can just make a backdrop of like famous Chicago sites. Like it'll be me, like it'll be like a hot dog stand, and like Al Capone and Michael Jordan will be in the background. And most people won't even know that I'm not in Chicago. Right. Because that's obviously Chicago right there. Right. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty simple, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's, but it's a bold vision. I like it. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I could see that actually happening. It's like I always say, Matt, you either grow bold 
or you grow mold. Right. You do you do say that. All the time. So no mold yet. I'm not seeing any mold. Oh good. Perfect. So it's working. Yep. Okay. Right. So well, here's your Kobayashi Maru scenario number one. So Matt, you've planned this great cross country road trip. You're traversing the United States from east to west. You're starting in the very tip of Maine and driving all the way to San Diego. It's going to be glorious. You've prepared enough time. You have everything lined up perfectly. And you pull up to the pier in Maine, right, where they're unloading the lobster boats. And there's a man from the Department of Homeland Security there. And he tells you that, unfortunately, the government is mandating that you take a guest with you on the road trip. And right next to him are quarterbacks Jay Cutler and Aaron Rodgers. And you have to take one of them with you across the country on your grand road trip. Okay. All right. Um, Needless to say, that presents me with quite a dilemma. Um, And, you know... You know, I'm sorry if this comes across as harsh, and I try not to say, but, you know, I got to leave myself a a little bit of room to be a human because I always make such impeccable decisions. But the human side of me hates both Jay Cutler and Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, because I'm a Bears fan, I don't I don't like Aaron Rodgers because he claims to own the Bears, which is obnoxious, and we'll get to that later. And he also just wins all the time. And their Packers are in the division. They play twice a year. It's the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Jay Cutler, without a doubt, uh destroyed a good ten years of the Bears. And it was a terrible idea to draft him. It was an even more terrible idea to re-sign him to huge contracts. Uh, he had a terrible attitude. Nobody, People didn't like him so, so much they didn't even like the way he looked. And, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't come up with that. That's a thing that, you know, smoke and Jay. How he, could you come up with how he looked? That's what I'm saying. Uh, so... And, I, you know, I'm not saying I don't like the way he looks, but, you know, he has a way of, of looking insouciant as if he doesn't give a flying, you know what, about anything going on. And now I'll grant you that to be an NFL quarterback, you have to have a lot of confidence. So sometimes that comes off, you know, as more annoying or less annoying than uh, than other people. Cutler more annoying than Rodgers. Still, though, Rodgers, I think, is a deeply unwell person. I think he uh, has a variety of uh, mental health issues that affect uh, his life and his relationships. And uh, between the two of them, uh, riding for you know 90 million hours in the car uh 
I just wouldn't want to listen to Aaron Rodgers just lecturing me about, you know, all the things that I don't understand or that I'm too, uh, I'm not a winner and all this kind of stuff. At least Cutler, I feel like, didn't take himself that seriously, for better or worse. I, the good I, news about either one of them, Matt, is I am pretty confident that they both really enjoy sort of modern, popular country music. So you get a lot of that on your road trip, whether it's Brad Paisley or Jason Aldean. But here's, here's, here's my special solution to the dilemma. Mm-hmm. I will only make the trip if it is done in the form of a cannonball run, which means a coast-to-coast run, which you try to make in under a certain amount of hours. And you can use, what you basically do is you get a really high-powered sedan. Uh, you get all you get a bunch of radar and uh, electronics installed into it and a fuel cell. And you basically, your attempt to run nonstop from one end of the country to the other without getting caught by the police. And so I'm thinking Cutler is hopefully smart enough, but definitely competitive enough to be able to be my, um, uh, you know, navigator person. And that just might keep him shut up long enough um, that, you know, and then plus it takes like you do it in like 29 hours or something. So uh, between the adrenaline and, you know, whatever else it takes for us to get from one end to the other, I think I'd survive. Wow. Impressive problem solving, Matt. Thanks. Yeah. Well done. All right. Well, I've got now here's my secret one for you, Martin. Okay. Perfect. Listen to this. You are a genie comes out of uh, the floor in your bathroom and tells you one morning that he can grant you one special power wish. And, but you, he tells you what it is. You can't choose it. The special wish is that anytime you want, you can inhabit the mind and brain of Joe Ricketts who is the head of the Ricketts family. Uh, he's, the da- he's, he's the one with daddy's money that bought he's the, the team. I, th- I believe he's called the matriarch. <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> Yes. Uh, he's from Nebraska, and he hates any people that aren't white and Christian, needless to say. Um, now, you can... You, it's not you can't just snap your fingers though. In order for you to inhabit his brain, you have to eat only a vegan diet for one week up until that point when you get let in. And you can make your decisions as him. But then when you leave, you have to continue eating vegan for another full week afterwards to ensure that the spell is kept. And as long as you want to inhabit his brain, you have to be eating vegan, but at least two weeks. Okay. Well, Matt, this is where your plan falls apart big time. You thought that I couldn't eat vegan. It's not my plan. It's the yeah, no, it's Kobayashi your plan. Maru. 
You came up with it. You were trying to entrap me, if but you, you failed. You think I came up with it, but go ahead. Go ahead. You're like, Martin can't eat vegan. Well, here you go. Here's my diet. Clementine oranges and tangelos. Vegan. Yes. I'll come up with some sort of vegan fried rice recipe. Okay. And then Indian food. Okay. That's vegan. Okay. I'll just eat that exclusively for two weeks. And you're saying, well, Martin, how can you just eat the same thing every time, every day? That's what I do right now anyway, Matt. True. I've been preparing for this my whole life. Candy, also vegan. Not all candy. Well, there is vegan candy. There is vegan candy, but like, see, gummies, they're made out of horse hooves. Yeah. No, not so. You can't eat anything gummy. And you also have to be really careful, Matt, with vegan candy, because usually it's always worse. A lot of the vegan stuff is always worse. That's why you have to be very careful about what you pick. Okay. Okay. Thank you you for teaching me that. Yeah. I mean, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to have this vegan Hershey bar. It's going to be good. No. You can't have milk in it. I'm not even sure if chocolate's vegan. I think that's like half meat. So you would have fruit, fried rice, and And vegan Indian food. Essentially rice, but just prepared with slightly different spices. Okay. So you're down with that. Yeah. And jalapeno peppers. Okay. Vegan. Indeed. No cheese, re- though. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not married to cheese. Will you eat vegan I'm married pizza? Married to Katie. Right. No. That's. See, that's one of the things where you know that's going to be worse. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's just disgusting. Yes. Okay. There's no way you would. Vegan pizza is probably. You're really going against God. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you really are beating the Kobayashi Maru with that one, but but it sounds like your your commitment to, you know, solving the foibles of Joe Ricketts is is strong. Oh yeah, I would remake the entire state of Oklahoma and the Ricketts Empire. Okay. That's probably what you would just, do. Probably in just one go round. It'd only take me two weeks. That, you you not you wouldn't do anything with the Cubs. Well, that's part of the Ricketts empire. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, Ameritrade or whatever. I don't yeah. know what that would be. We divest from all sort of like gun stocks and, you know, oil companies. Right. Yeah. It would be perfect. Diamond just, mines. We would, yeah, no more diamond mines. Rainforest de- deforestation We're against companies. that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so you get it. Okay. Okay. All right. So hold on. Here's your final scenario. And I'm just going to read it to you. You wake up. You're in a Russian Vostok 3 spacecraft, circa 1962. You're in outer space. There seems to be no way to communicate with Earth, but as far as you can tell, All the dials and everything seem to be working. Donald Trump is sitting next to you, and there's also a dog. Yes. What do you do? (laughs) 
Um, okay, so I guess I have to, I I'm trying to save my own life. Correct. Um, and the dog. Let's presume the dog is the chancellor. Okay. Um, so the dog is, you know, more my friend probably than than about just than quite a few other beings, if I'm being fair. Um, and Donald Trump is the former president. That's right. So, do you remember um, him? Yes. Okay. So this is what I do. Um, I. <sighs> Okay. I have to be careful or may never get another job, but um I tell He might be dead in outer space. So I tell Donald Trump that the dog is actually the reincarnated version of his father. And you know, I tell him that I know this because, you know, um because of the church of the power of positive thinking and um, that I'm from New York. Um, but I hate black people like him. So you've probably won him over already. Right. Just in that like 30 seconds. And then I, um, then I just start sort of very slowly explaining to him that um, the chancellor has been telling me about how bad uh, his, you know, his hair looks and his skin. It's so, you know, it's not, he doesn't have good skin. His hair looks like straw. Um, everyone knows he wears a girdle, uh, and that his, his shoes, his shoes are just look like stiletto heels made to look like a man's shoe to make him look taller. Um, and I just keep telling him these things until he starts, his resentment against his father is become so great uh, that he uh, starts to try to to kill the chancellor. Um, and then I use the dials on the space capsule, and I radio down to Vladimir Putin to tell him that um, Trump is trying to kill his own father. Do I have permission? to uh, to eject him because you know using the the uh, old Russian uh, game of threes uh, on, when that when there's a, a three people trying to survive the person with the worst morals has to be killed first it's called oh, I thought it was the opposite it's called the the Kostaskistoni. oh right yeah okay never mind um, I, was, I was thinking of something else and then Putin, you know, from Vietnam, obviously re responds yes, and then I do it, and I eject Trump into the into outer space because he was trying to murder his own dad. So, and then anyway. you're just still in outer space. Well, no, and then you know, then I, and then I now I can pilot the ship back down to Earth and survive. Oh. So you just know how to fly a early 1960s Russian well, space capsule? How hard can it be? There's only, I mean, it's not like a, I mean, I can use an iPhone. That's probably okay, a million enough. times more powerful than the computer in that thing. 
Okay, so. that's true. I like your confidence. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, all right. Well, I thought that was an unwinnable situation, but clearly it's not. Yeah, I think it's pretty pretty obvious what you would do. Yeah, you know. well, well done. Thanks. Uh, um, well, And, you know, everyone who they wanted to survive made it. Right. I so don't think perfect. anybody wanted... Yeah, of the three of us, you know, come on. I know. It's it's obvious. Well, thanks, Martin. I, I I hope you've learned as much as me from from this. And I think, you know, I now I have so much more confidence not only in myself, but in you. Oh, thank you. Knowing that as the podcast continues to grow by leaps and bounds, you know, we're not gonna let complacency or or, you know, difficulties in our path stop us i feel like i've learned everything but in a more real way i've learned nothing well it's time to move on to hurrahs and huzzahs perfect um i have the hurrah this week and so my hurrah goes to the chelsea supporters trust which is uh this organization in the united kingdom that is uh just kind of like this group of fans and uh, uh, people that are supporters of the the soccer club, football club, Chelsea, which the Ricketts family is attempting to buy. And the supporters issued a statement recently saying that, uh, that they did not believe that the bid by the Ricketts was, was good for Chelsea for a variety of reasons. Uh, most of them uh, being directly related to Joe Ricketts' various racist uh, and uh, anti-Muslim statements um, over the years, uh, considering, you know, soccer is the the global game. And uh, so, lo and behold, here comes the Ricketts family immediately uh, backpedaling and saying, oh, you know, we, we really... I think they even said, we really appreciate this feedback. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they said that. And that they were going to, you know, they knew that now they had to show that, you know, they were going to, you know, what they stand for and, and what kind of organization they would would be with Chelsea. And I thought, hmm, just imagine if if the fans of, of, of their other team would uh, would express themselves in such a way. Uh, you know, can you imagine, Martin? Just imagine that if if Cubs fans said, you know, uh, we're tired of your racist, anti-everything stance. It embarrasses us, and we don't think that you're fit to own the team. I mean, you're I, the evidence it is the evidence is that they would just be like, you know what? You're right, fans. We're sorry. We'll do better. We make a commitment in public right now to do better. Just imagine if if that could happen. You're making an assumption that a large number of Cubs fans get upset by that. Well, I am. Yes. And I I well, I am. So, pray on that. Okay. If you will. Well, hurrah. So, hurrah Chelsea supporters trust. Well said. So I have originally my huzzah this week was going to be to our brand manager Seth's high school wrestling friends. So real quick, because I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because it's not that important and I have a better one. I went out to meet him last night 
uh, to watch some basketball games. And I get there, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is my friend. The one guy was cool. And then he's like, all these guys I went to high school with, and they're really into wrestling. So it, it turns out that they made some sort of bet on the game. And they bet apparently a lot of money. And they barely lost. And then when they lost, they got super mad at Seth because Seth did not bet with them. And then Seth and I were laughing at them because they were so upset when they lost their bet. Again, don't bet more than you can afford to lose. That's a different topic. And then after the game was over, this bar turned into like this wild dance party for babies. And they had all these like songs from the 2000s that no one knew. And his wrestling friends were really into it. And then I left. Were you at so, Lottie's? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Well, Before, that's, I can't imagine Seth's friends being really so into sports that they act completely irrational when an outcome happens that they had no way of actually predicting anyway. It happened. I was there. Okay, well, I live. believe you then. Then my huzzah this week, um, I'm not sure how, to, it's basically to cancel culture. I'm worried that it's over. Um, Vladimir Putin, is that how you say his name? Yes. Okay. Uh, he, I believe this week, went on TV and claimed that the West is trying to cancel him. Now, I think that's actually correct. We are trying to cancel him. Yes. But now I'm worried that because he said that, that we can't cancel anybody else because it jumped the shark. Oh, yes. Good point. You know, I mean, he was right about one thing. We are trying to cancel him. And as well, we should. Correct. But does this mean cancel culture is over because I enjoy canceling people? Yes. Can I do that anymore? That that might be the new Kobayashi Maru for us to ponder between now and next week. It's I I feel I'm I'm at I'm at a loss. I'm lost in the wilderness. I'm the first person ever to be lost in the wilderness, and I don't know what to do. Well, Martin, you know we we're all we're all behind you. We all support you. And we hope that this next week you're you're able to to find your way. I'm sorry. It's okay. You don't have to be sorry because I know you're really not. I just have a lot of reflection. Well, ahead of me. And reflection, thoughtful meditation. I need to, you know, find my inner peace. And I think. May may it be so. It will be. So, quick announcement here. I know, I believe last week we said that the Seb Mill Enterprises logo contest was going to end this week. Uh, but we decided to extend it one more week. We're looking for a few more entries in the Seb Mill Logos Enterprises logo contest. We really need something that hits the mark here. We want to take it to the next level when we go on Shark Tank. Not necessarily us, but somebody about Step Mill Enterprises. We want to have the logo down. That's really the most important thing. We need your help. 
Okay, everybody, make sure you get those submissions in at dpipso on Twitter or dukeofpipso at gmail.com. If you see the Jason Mraz picture, you're on the right Twitter account. Okay, everybody, have a great week. Bye.